Hey everyone, welcome. Another Devo with Patrick and Jamie. Patrick, uh, what's new today? <laughs> uh, microphones. We're talking about microphones. No, we're actually, this podcast is not talking about microphones. It's talking about scripture, but we were just talking about microphones. This is one of my other microphones that sometimes I use. It looks way cooler than it actually is. This is like a pretty cheap one off of Amazon, but it gets the job done. And you know who never used a microphone in their days of ministry? Who? Jesus. Not Jesus calls. You know, yeah, exactly. Jesus calls and he just shouts. Uh, in fact, one of the things he says is, follow me. And that just leads right into our scripture today. Jesus calling Philip and Nathaniel. It's out of John chapter one. <laughs> John also probably never used a microphone. These yeah, just I don't like think. Big booming voices. I don't think he did. You know, it, it is interesting when you think about churches today. This is a little bit of a tangent, Pat, so stay with me. Okay. Um, churches today love to buy equipment to make it easier to get God's, God's uh, message, to get the gospel message out, right? So oh, yeah. it's, pretty, it's pretty normal for a church to spend, even a small church, $50,000 on sound equipment. That's, that's true, yeah. That's pretty, pretty standard. Now there are churches that are a little more tech savvy and then they start spending a hundred, 200, 250. Um, I would not be surprised if there are churches in San Diego County who spend a million dollars on their media. Yeah. Yeah. I would not be surprised by that. Now I I'm going to release some information Uh-oh. that maybe I shouldn't be saying, but I'm going to okay. say it anyway. At right. the church I used to work at and volunteer at. Yes. One time all, all of the sound equipment got stolen except for instruments and onstage speakers. Okay. okay. And it was my task to rebuy everything, to be able to do church that next week. Everything was stolen on a Tuesday. We're like, we got to do church on Sunday. Wow. We'll figure it out. I had a budget of $30,000. Guess how much wow. of that budget I spent? Um, all of it. I spent every single penny of that entire $30,000 budget on new sound equipment. And I had to practically beg the people out of guitar center to give me a discount to be within that $30,000. They gave me a 27% discount on all of the equipment because I was getting so much in one shot. Wow. Yeah. And this is a super small church, like yeah. super small. This isn't like some mega church. But still, 30, 30 grand, and this was about 10 years ago. So if we think about that, you know, the biggest churches in San Diego right now uh, in one service might have 2,000 people, yeah, maybe sure. 3,000 people. Yeah. I don't know if we have any that have really big, giant, giant, giant single services. Well, think about Jesus teaching and having 5,000 people there. Without any technology. (laughs) Yeah. Right. No projector. No projector. No microphone. No screens. Uh, Jesus, and, and, you know, that is just one account that we have of Jesus feeding the 5,000 people. Um, We knew that there were 5,000 men who were there. There were probably even more because the men and the women and, or the children who were there as well would add, and there would be more people there. And we don't, I don't know what that looked like. I don't know if that meant Jesus would yell something and then someone else would like yell it. Uh, or if it took like really, or if Jesus might've had a pretty powerful voice. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He could shout with the loudest of them. But anyway, all that to say, we're talking about sound gear. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Technical difficulties. God will get the message across. What? The, what I was trying to say before the technical difficulties was God will get the message across. That's right. God will Regardless get of your internet connection uh, or your microphone. Yeah. And so we're going to dive into John chapter one, verses 43 through 51. And it's not about Jesus preaching to a bunch of people, although that would have been a really good transition for today. This is actually about a conversation that Jesus has with just a few people. The title of the passage is Jesus calls Philip and Nathaniel. So here we go. Starting at verse 43, the next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee, finding Philip. He said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethesda. Philip found Nathanael and told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, son of Joseph. Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said to him, here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no decrete de, 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 how do you say that deceit. word there? deceit, deceit. deceit right? yeah deceit <laughs> hey, okay continuing on how do you know me Nathaniel asked Jesus answered I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you then Nathaniel declared Rabbi you are the son of God you are the king of Israel Jesus said you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree you will see greater things than that. He then added, very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the son of man. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Okay. So now we've talked about, uh, 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 I forgot where I was going with that. Let's talk about verse 43. Yeah, let's go right to the beginning, right? So we have Jesus. He makes a decision to leave for Galilee. Galilee, by the way, is not um, a single town. It's like a collection of towns. Hmm. Um, It's like a bunch of little towns. It's like a county. Kind of. It's more like like an area that happens to have a few really small little towns in it. It's not even that big, right? Um, in fact, there was probably plenty of towns that were bigger than all of the collective towns of, of Galilee at that time. But all I have to say, he goes there and he finds Philip. Um, Jesus had a mission. He's like gathering his team together, right? This is like, you know, when, you, when you're a kid and you're on the, you know, at recess and you're playing games and you have to pick teams. Right. So yeah. everyone gets a chance to choose. Jesus is choosing his team. Um, and so he's going out and just picking people and he finds Philip and he says, follow me. Yeah. Very cool. So, very yeah. intentional. Very intentional. Now here's, what's cool about this. And I know we're going to, I'm getting right into application right away, but, um, Jesus does this for each and every one of us. This is what I believe. We don't say, Hey, guess what? I want to follow Jesus. Uh, what happens is God comes to us and it may be in a crazy way. It may be like you're out surfing and in nature and you just feel God's presence. Or it may be that maybe your parents tell you about God and you're like, I, I think God's real. Or it may be you go to camp and you, you experience God 
Um, maybe it's during a worship service. Somehow you realize that God's real. And in that moment, that's, that's the moment where Jesus is basically coming to you and saying, hey, you follow me. I choose you to follow me. Um, which is a really cool thing that God does that to each and every one of us. Sometimes we think, oh, God did this in a special way to the disciples. Well, yeah, of course, you know, Jesus in the flesh as a person coming to them. This is a once, you know, one time thing that's happening here. But what's cool is I really believe that God does this to each and every one of us who choose to follow him. It's, it's Jesus coming to us personally and individually. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. That's very true too. Jesus does say to all of us to follow him. Uh, Philip found Nathaniel and told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Oh yeah. That's cool. They're starting to realize who Jesus truly is. Yeah. And I think it's cool too, that Philip goes and finds his buddy. (laughs) Yeah. 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 He goes and says, Hey, Guess what? I love telling people about this cool stuff. This is true. Sometimes when people come to. Yeah. And I think that's really true when it comes to um, being introduced to Jesus. When you know Jesus, when Jesus comes into your life um, and you're introduced to Jesus, one of the next things you want to do is like say, hey, uh, I need to introduce Jesus to my friends. Right. The people that I know. And so that's what he does. This is like pretty classic behavior. I love it. Philip like starts to care about other people and he cares about Nathaniel. And then verse 46, Nathaniel starts to throw some shade. (laughs) Yeah. Nazareth. Can anything good come from there? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think Philip is like all, he's not all about this. Yeah. how uh, How would you respond if someone came to you and said, Hey, we found the one that Moses was writing about. We found him. We found the guy. Here's his name. Here's where he's from. Like, let's, let's make this happen. Like, yes. Uh, I'd say, uh, okay, cool. Uh, you did your, you did some Googling. It sounds like you, you know, you, you know, your info. Um, I guess, I don't know. I, I would be excited, but also, uh, I'd want to see for myself. Yep. There you go. Right. Yeah. And I think that goes back to the beginning of this is Jesus has to like approach people. We can't make other people believe in Jesus, but we can try to introduce people to Jesus. Yeah. Right. And so Philip does the best thing. He says, come and see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, and that just shows uh, Philip's confidence as well. Right. Someone can come to you and say, Hey, you know, guess what? That's what I found. I found a brand new, never before driven 1980 truck. Super cool. Like mint. <laughs> and you'd be like, yeah. And I was like, I, I found it in my neighbor's garage. The garages have been abandoned. He'd be like, yeah, okay. That's cool. Show me a photo. Show me like some documentation. And I was like, no, like come and see. You'd believe right then and there. It's like, okay. He had, it's not just talk anymore. It's like, he's like, all right, you're, you're, you're claiming to come and see it. That's a big deal. And sometimes even when people just don't tell you what something is, they're like, Hey, you got to check this out. Yeah. That's like when you really believe them, you're like, Oh shoot, this must be a big deal. Cause yeah. you're just telling me to come check it out. They're yeah. not even going to try to convince me. They're like, you just have to see this for yourself. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just gotta come check it out for yourself. And that's cool. I mean, and that's like you said, the best way to be introduced to Jesus is to tell someone, come and see, come to church with me, come to a youth group with me, come to my, come check out my, my small group, my Bible study. It's a great way. Hmm. So what happens next? Well, Philip apparently um, convinced Nathaniel because he starts walking, right? And it says, verse 47, when Jesus saw Nathaniel approaching, so this is like not even when he shows up, he just sees him approaching. He says of him, here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> right? <laughs> So Nathaniel earlier is throwing shade about Nazareth. Can anything good come from there? That's his first words about Jesus. But Jesus' first words about Nathaniel are good. Yeah, yeah. Like Jesus could have well said like, hey, here comes a guy. He's a little skeptical of me. He doesn't believe me. So like, watch this. Like Jesus could have said that. Yeah. But he doesn't. He starts with kind of this like really glowing remark about Nathaniel. Right. Yeah. It's a really, like really uplifting. Uh, and obviously it, it, it caught Nathaniel maybe a little bit off guard or made yeah. Nathaniel feel a little bit weird. Cause in verse 48, how do you know me? Like, it's like, okay, if I knew Jesus was coming, even if I was skeptical and someone was like, Hey, you know, next guy to come around the corner is going to be Jesus. I wouldn't really lead with how do you know me? However, that is a really good way to, to like truly like know if you're talking to Jesus or not. It's like, how do you know me? And Jesus feels some like really crazy, you know, like your prayer from this morning. It's like, well, you know, you, you did pray about such, such and such this morning. It's like, Oh, Okay. <laughs> but Jesus doesn't respond that way. Jesus answered, yeah. I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Spooky, right? This is like <laughs> the magic trick that Jesus pulls. Yeah. <laughs> right. now, Jesus isn't like, I will, you know, I was creeping on your house. Uh, um, and I, you know, looked in your window and saw you. It, this is like a weird spiritual thing, right? So Jesus is like, I saw you. And then he places Nathaniel or Philip, he says, I saw you, um, I saw you, Nathaniel, before Philip got to you, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree. Yeah. Yeah. And this is going to like freak him out because apparently there was no one around when that happened. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, but I don't know if it did freak Nathaniel out. It's hard to gather how Nathaniel really felt after this because his response is you are, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Whoa. Those are two big titles. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's like two, two uh, big statements, but they're true. It's about Christ. So. Uh, yeah. And he calls him, he calls him teacher. You know, he says rabbi. So he, he's saying, he says three definitive things about Jesus. He says, first, you are teacher. Cause he calls him by rabbi but you're also son of God. That's a pretty big title and King of Israel, which is something that the people of Israel were waiting for. They wanted to someone, someone to rise up like a King so that they could throw out the Roman oppressors and have a powerful kingdom again. Um, so Nathaniel now is declaring Jesus to be all three of these things. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, um, uh, 
a pretty big turn of events coming from the person who who led uh with led with saying nothing good good can come from there right he's, but, uh, he's right now he's saying well who, what comes from there well there's a rabbi there's a teacher there's a son of god that comes from nazareth the hmm. king of israel is coming from nazareth <laughs> yeah yeah pretty big turnaround yeah and it and it ends with the with some really good news jesus saying you believe because I told you, I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than that. That's yeah, uh, Jesus is like, oh, that little little trick I just pulled. Oh, you're gonna see more. Yeah, that's like crazier stuff is gonna. You, happen. you haven't seen anything yet. Yep. <laughs> and Jesus continues by saying, "Very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man." That's uh, pretty cool. Now. <laughs> coming from or being directed to the person that said nothing good could come from there. Uh, that's a pretty big, uh, uh, not responsibility, but a pretty big experience that he's going to get to be a part of. Yeah. And you know, that probably is pointing towards when Jesus did ascend into heaven. Um, what's interesting here in the, in the language, verse 51, very truly I tell you, you will see heaven open. The you is plural. So Jesus is actually saying, very truly I tell you, you all will see heaven open. Um, all of you are going to see this when he's speaking. Because, you know, there is not just Jesus. We know Philip's at least there too, and maybe some others who Jesus has called. So, you know, Jesus is now not just talking to Philip uh, specifically, um, he does at the first part talk to him specifically about the fig tree stuff. But then when he says about the more things you'll see, that's not just for Philip, that's for everyone. Yeah. It's really yeah. cool. So I think it's great because at the beginning, this is all about being seen by Jesus and then seeing Jesus for who he really is. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in to today's devotional. Hey, get into those Bibles, read about Jesus so you can know more about who he is. The King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Son of God, the Rabbi. Uh, all those things are fun to explore and uh, good to know who Jesus truly is. So have a great and blessed day. Amen. Amen.